The Gucci Girl, Prada Professional, Coach Queen, or Target Trendsetter. No matter how you describe her, she's the most powerful consumer in the country. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Ritan, principal at Top Sale Strategies, as she chats with those in the know so that your business can grow. Now please welcome our host of Purse Strings, Maria Ritan. Good afternoon and welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings right here every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. The 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending. The woman. Well, it's Valentine's week. You probably celebrated Valentine's Day over the weekend, or maybe you were one of the smart ones to actually delay that very busy uh, day, especially since it it ran on a weekend to maybe this coming weekend. Nevertheless, you probably were deluged with Valentine's Day emails. Well, there's a reason for that. Uh, I was reading an article by Jess Nelson on Email Marketing Daily talking about that Valentine's Day is predict was predicted to generate a record breaking 18.9 billion dollars this year crazy isn't it and part of the way they were doing that is to starting email campaigns 3 weeks in advance 3 weeks Relevant and timely keywords in the subject lines actually boost those email opens by as much as 200%, according to research by GoDaddy. And so what were those subject line keywords? Well, words like romance, date, Cupid, and crush actually saw substantially higher open rates. In fact, crush crushed it in a subject line and increased clicks by 205%. Also, if you had popular Valentine's Day gifts in the subject line, that also increased your click-through rate. Words like chocolate and flower uh, drove click rates more than 100%. Um, you're going to spend, you probably spent $142 on average for Valentine's Day with men spending twice as much as women. Not a shock there. So anyway, I hope you had a good V-Day. And if you haven't had one yet, I hope you have a great Valentine's Day week. Our purse profile today are Gucci girls. They're single women in their late 20s and early 30s with a higher income and fashion conscious. I bet they had a big Valentine's Day. Two million of these women out there employed full-time. Of course, no children. Keeping up with fashion through fashion magazines and friends. Um, They really like to experiment with new styles and they change their brands very often for variety and novelty. They love to get out and shop even if they don't end up buying anything. It's all about making a statement out there in the crowd. They feel like their clothes and their cars should reflect their personality. They're ambitious and money-driven, wanting to get to the top of their career. So where are they shopping? Nordstrom's, Express, Neiman Marcus, Banana Republic are all big with her. She's driving an Infiniti, a Jeep, or a Mercedes. And she's, of course, buying Gucci, Kenneth Cole, Calvin Klein, and Chanel. Uh, When it comes to media choices, she's reading Shape, Entertainment Weekly, Vogue, Self, Cosmo, and Glamour. And she's watching EVH1, Lifetime Bravo, HGTV, and TLC. My guest today knows a lot about romance and a lot about Valentine's Day in relationship to romance, and that's the reason she's on the show today. Catherine Foster, Ph.D., is a psychologist in private practice in Fort Worth, Texas. She has a master's degree in marriage and family counseling and a Ph.D. in psychology. She's been practicing psychotherapy for 27 years and is an author of multiple books, including The Naked Truth About Men and Romance, They Are What Women Want, Really. 
She's on today to give us some relationship advice, how men and women need to have a better understanding of each other to have a better romance. More from Dr. Foster when Purse Strings returns in just a moment. Purse Strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers. Is buying something that is made in the USA important to you? How do you know that it really is made in the USA? Certified Inc. is the only supply chain audit company on the planet which qualifies country of origin labeling. If it's important to you as a consumer to know where the products you buy and use in your own home come from, then it's also important for your customers. Visit us at madeinusa.net and find out more. Go to madeinusa.net because it's that important. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Reinventing keyword research, simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis. SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit SpyFu.com, that's S-P-Y-F-U.com, and start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Rutan. Welcome back to Purse Strings. My guest today is Catherine Foster, Ph.D. She's a psychologist in private practice in Fort Worth, Texas. She has a master's degree in marriage and family counseling and a Ph.D. in psychology, and she's been practicing psychotherapy for 27 years. She's an author of two novels and also two nonfiction companion books, and that's why she's here today. We're here talking about romance. The book is called The Naked Truth About Men and Romance, and they are what women want Really, which was written for men, but really meant to be read by couples. And then lastly, when your relationship changes, how to find strength. So I'm really thrilled to have Dr. Kathy Foster on the show today. Welcome. It's good to be here, Maria. Well, it is kind of Valentine's Day week. It is, yeah. (laughs) It's love week. I like to call it love week. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people, you know, probably celebrated valentine's over the weekend but then there's others that delay it because it's so crazy trying to get yeah anywhere exactly so (laughs) um so i know that this week can be a little frustrating for people you know there's lots of expectation packed into that Mm -hmm. very small day isn't there there sure is and and people get hurt too you know because our expectations soar and i think that's especially true in women you know, and, and interestingly, and I do talk about this in The Naked Truth About Men and Romance, the research says that when we have expectations and they're dashed, it leads to loneliness. Mm. Now, now, if you think about it, that makes sense because you're hoping someone will connect with you in a certain way. And when they don't, it leads to feeling alone. Mm. 
But, you know, in our world, there are more singles um, than ever. You know, for many years now, the majority of households in the United States have been headed up by singles. There's, there's more than 106 million American adults that are singles. And I love the idea of redoing that holiday <laughs> and making, <laughs> making, it a, <laughs> making it a celebration of love and loving our neighbors, loving our pets, loving our friends, and kind of reducing some of that expectation. Yeah, the focus on coupledom, if you will. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I know those stats you talked about being single, single head of household, for example. Mm-hmm. I know one of the fastest yeah. growing demographics is female head oh, of household, yeah. right? Where, yes. uh, and she often is single for a reason. She doesn't mm-hmm. want to get married even. She may not that's, even want right. to be, right, in a, in a partnership. So, mm-hmm. um, but if you are in a romantic relationship, uh, yeah. it can be extremely frustrating. Yes, it it can be. Romances can be. And we now know why, because we know so much more about the brain. So that's what I want to share. Um, Most people have heard that men were hunters, women were nurturers for about 99% of human development. But to really digest these ideas, we have to have have a a concept in our heads when we're in a romance. And that is that the brain structures that we have today come out of those roles. We adapted to them a long time ago, and we still have those brains. So that causes differences in men and women in at least three areas. Let me run through those. Number one is men developed as silent stalkers of prey, using language in staccato and factual ways. They didn't develop language like women did as teachers of kids where you talk all day long. And in cooperating with other women into, in going into the wilderness and staying safe, but still cooperating, you know. So that is one difference, the way men and women use language. And the problem, Maria, is when, when you know, we're in a romance and we say, he doesn't want to dialogue like I do. He must not love me. See, that, that's a wrong conclusion. Mm-hmm. The second arena is that, and this is big. Men had to toughen themselves emotionally in order to kill and do battle. They had to suspend empathy because, you know, you, you don't kill Bambi's mother and feel love for her. you got to suspend it. So now we still have 179 remaining hunter-gatherer societies that are in the world that we can go look at. And we know that in those men, it's, it's overwhelmingly the guy's job to, to hunt and to do war. Now, at the same time, Women were not toughening themselves. They were not suspending empathy. They were doing something opposite. They were giving birth, Mm -hmm. which hormonally floods you with empathy. Mm -hmm. Because Mother Nature knew that you have to read a kid's mind to keep them alive. Mm -hmm. Are they headed for the swimming pool? I don't know. I better go check (laughs) it out, you know? Right. Then then the third arena has to do with our hormones, and they're almost opposite. See, when, when male hunters killed or pursued animals, their testosterone spiked, and it made their sex drives high. Men today have somewhere between 10 and 30 times the testosterone that a woman does. That's a, a huge difference. Now, as female nurturers um, were tending to kids, their testosterone remained less developed, and instead their oxytocin rose. Now, that made their emotional self bloom. And oxytocin is everything a baby needs from you. It makes you giving, self-sacrificing, bonding. 
And it was important for her sex drive not to be too high because she needed a high-touch but non-sexual relationship with her kids to stimulate their brain growth. Mm. Mm. So they're so very the basic. Yeah, very key, very different. They are. They, very, they, very they are. They're, yeah, they're almost opposite. And unless we take that concept into a romance, we don't really understand that a romance is where you agree to meet the needs of somebody who has different needs. That's right. Very basic yeah. different needs at that. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. and yeah. that may be very well our divorce rate's so high. You know, I was reading uh-huh. that women initiate women initiate two thirds of the divorces and I really did not know that. I actually hadn't yeah. even thought about who initiated it. But the fact that women are initiating two thirds of all divorces and our divorce rate in this country is so high is pretty amazing. What's driving mm-hmm. what's driving the number in your opinion? Well, that statistic that two thirds of divorces are initiated by women is what caused me to write the book, The Naked Truth About Men and Romance. I was very interested. And, and being a psychologist, I know that that number is, is not high enough. Because what I see a lot is that the woman wants the divorce, but the guy goes and he does the paperwork. So it looks like he's one of the one-third, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if, if I think I can explain this, this best by um, going back to expectations of romance that actually begin in childhood. Um, if I can, if I can just get to that, Maria. The, sure, absolutely. The, okay, the, the sexes develop separately pretty much until sexual urges compel us to become intimate. So we said we go from kind of nothing to a whole bunch, and it doesn't give us a chance to understand the motives of the other gender. So as as kids, you often see that. They, they don't really, you know, the boys have cooties and, and, you know, they separate into same-sex groups. But what's interesting is the difference in how they are. The girls focus on each other. Their dialogue with each other is rich. And they make self-disclosures as the key to building a friendship. Now, at the same time, boys like to be in groups, typically, at that center around competitive activity like soccer or something. Mm-hmm. And conversation is minimized. They establish hierarchies, which is very different than the girls who are more egalitarian. And personal revelations are discouraged. I mean, you don't, you don't want to talk about your, mm-hmm. your feelings when you're trying to get on the soccer team. So our expectations of romance really come out of childhood. Women expect men to give what they give. Emotional closeness through dialogue, empathic listening, that includes tuning in so you can ask relevant questions, watching for the rise of feelings as somebody talks, and staying with a speaker verbally and non-verbally and listening for changes. Now, that translates into adult females trying to draw men out to get to their feelings. (laughs) Right. That's right. (laughs) We've all been there. (laughs) No, we've all been there. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, and and we understand sometimes where that goes and where it doesn't go. Um, yeah. You know, that they're, yeah. depending on, I guess, maybe how evolved the man is or how mm-hmm. intuitive mm-hmm. she is, um, that may or may not go well. Um, there and, are, and, yeah, yeah how, how, much they, how much they have received education. That's you know? right. Because the problem is we don't get this education anywhere. Unfortunately, and after I wrote The Naked Truth about uh, men and romance, um, it became 
clear to me through feedback <laughs> that I needed to really write a second book, which is what I did. It's called What Women Want Really. And that tells, it, it's meant to be read aloud by couples, but it's really written by, for guys, so it's bullet-pointed and real concise, you know. Mm-hmm. But it helps, it helps a couple get back on track and know again how they're different and how they have to relate. Mm-hmm. Well, and you talk about women bringing some unique gifts to a relationship as well. So we all we all have unique gifts, but I guess mm-hmm. as a gender, there are some mm-hmm. unique gifts that she that she brings that maybe he doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and let me say, you know, as I as I look out my office window, I see a world that men have built. Mm-hmm. You know, the buildings, the roads, the bridges. Etc. So, so it, we're not saying that they don't have gifts, but in in the arena of relationships, it is empathy that is the mm-hmm. diamond of all relationship skill. It has to do with dropping your your own ego, with decentering, with coming over to this perspective of the other. Um, and hundreds of, sh- of studies actually show us that women have greater emotional responsiveness, nurturance. Um, in fact. Uh, you know, women pick up and read another person's unstated feelings. You know, Darwin, back in, you know, 1871, when he was observing all of nature, he said that the female gender was more tender and less selfish than her male counterpart. And he says, just think about it. If any female failed to respond quickly to the distress of her little one, she would lose him. Uh So Mother Mother Nature sensitized her. But it is true that males benefit from the fact that women, as empathizers, tend to be easy to talk to. They abhor hurting somebody. Mm-hmm. Now, now I, I realize this can change in a relationship, but this is this is the bottom line. You know, she uh, likes making gestures of caring without expectation of reciprocation, just because of her empathy. She's driven that way. So, in in actual brain structure. Females' affiliative style is related to their neocortex capacity. So it's, I'm, not, I'm talking about hardwiring here. We don't have to know the words. But in males' um, <clears throat> more competitive style relates to their subcortical units. So it's the brains <laughs> of men and women that cause the different orientation. Women tend to seek closeness. Men tend to gravitate to power and competition. Got it. And, and, you know, I want to give a couple of examples here so, so I can break this down. I, you know, I hate getting too into the neuroscience, but <laughs> let, me, let me just give you an example that I think everybody can relate to. There's two heterosexual women, and they go to lunch, and they both know that they want to deepen their friendship. Now, we can predict how they're going to do that. They're going to share negative emotion. So they're going to make disclosures, like they're going to say, I felt so hurt when blah, 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 or, you know, I really felt cheated at work when such and such happened. Now, this is their way of trying to be very real with each other, and being real is what promotes a friendship. So mm-hmm. now, you have, now you have Valentine's dinner, and one of these women goes to dinner with her guy, and she wants to deepen the closeness with him very much. So she does the same thing. Mm-hmm. She starts <laughs> she starts talking about her negative emotion. Only it doesn't work. Right. Because his near neurons, which is a part of the brain, begin jumping up and down and go in search of the fastest way to get her out of distress. 
Now, yeah. he means this in a loving way, right? He, he has no clue that he's shutting her down. You know, she doesn't want or need to be fixed. It feels like he just poured cold water over her. Mm-hmm. So, like, like what, what, you know, it'd be so interesting to just set up cameras, but <clears throat> she decides, well, that didn't work. So she tries now to get him to talk. You know, mm-hmm. but the the problem is that the a, a man's mind is often in neutral, and he likes it that way. He's just there to relax, you know. Mm-hmm. And so she she gets no disclosure from her from him. She gets no disclosure from him. So now we, we Maria, we we know why this happens, you know, because we now have sophisticated MRIs, and they show us that by the age of seventeen a girl's brain has significantly changed. Mm-hmm. And she's now different than a guy. She now processes negative emotion in the cerebral cortex, which is the highest brain. It's where all the higher mental functioning takes place, like reflection, like language, like reasoning. So she can now easily explain what she feels and why she feels the way she does. She can hook up words to feelings, and she can reason through her emotion, like her, her emotional intelligence by the age of 17 has taken a leap. Mm-hmm. And this is what I like to say. She thinks her feelings and she feels her thoughts. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. her identity becomes associated with feelings. This is why you have couples coming into therapy who've been married 25 years and the therapist asks them what's wrong and the woman says, he doesn't know me. Now, the guy argues with that because he knows a lot of stuff, you know. But mm-hmm. what she means is her, her gut self, her essential self, the, the thing that is most related to her pure identity, that's what he doesn't know. Now, negative emotion remains in the primitive brain for males. So if you're asking a, a seven-year-old kid or a 57-year-old man why he's mad or sad, you often get I don't know, or I don't feel that way, or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in terms of solutions, I, I joke with guys in therapy that they need a tattoo on one wrist reminding me to say, <laughs> you're the most important person in my life. I want to know how you feel. And then on the other wrist, and tell me more about how you feel. Love it. I love it. Yeah. Let's do that now. <laughs> Let's everybody do that now. So okay, that everybody maybe moving that. forward, the next year will be a lot smoother for many of us. Uh, <laughs> very, very relatable. I can hear listeners shaking their heads right now. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, Kathy, yeah. we're going to take a very quick break. When we sure. come back, we're going to talk about what men can do to be successful with women besides <laughs> the tattoo part and what women can mm-hmm. do to be successful with men. So everybody's going to want to stick around for this. Stand mm-hmm. by. Her Strings returns in just a moment. Her Strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at bruceclay.com. 
Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contests and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Purse Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Retan. Welcome back to the show. I've been chatting today with Dr. Kathy Foster. She's a psychologist in private practice at Fort Worth, Texas, and she's written many books, uh, one of which has been very interesting to talk about today because it's Valentine's Week, The Naked Truth About Men and Romance. They are what women want, really, and it was written for men but meant to be read by couples. And then she's also written When Your Relationship Changes, How to Find Strength, basically, uh, when that happens. And we've been talking about really at the basic core how men and women are different, fundamentally different uh, in their brains and how they approach uh, romance and the development of girls into women and and what that means in how they approach their feelings. And right before the break, that's what we were focused on. We've been talking about empathy. We've been talking about listening. We've been talking about feelings. It's been a very heavy conversation, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but very, very relevant. Um, talk about at the end of the day, yeah. all of our differences, and there are many, despite the fact yeah. that we don't receive any education on this, as you so wisely pointed out, we just all kind of have to feel our way through this because no one's mm-hmm. telling us about these basic differences. What can men do to be successful with women, and what can women do to be successful with men? Okay, so if a guy wants to improve his relationship or if he thinks it's stuck, he, he needs to understand that it's going to be language that will be the key. He might think it's sex, but it will be language. So he needs to say, honey, I want to catch up with what's going on in your life. Can we talk? Now, it's, it's normally women who say, can we talk? And the guy goes, oh, boy, you know. Mm-hmm. But if a guy does it, it has a real profound effect. In fact, typically, it makes her feel loved, which mm-hmm. is exactly where you want to be. Now, as she's talking, he needs to look for opportunities to ask, and how do you feel about that? Mm-hmm. Because that honors the structure of a woman's brain. Mm-hmm. And by the way, guys, <laughs> women, we know that women are more likely to feel trust if you will look them in the eye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, it is, isn't it? So uh, what allows the male-female relationship to work is, is that men often do things that spark a ton of emotion in a woman. You know, for instance, men commit to the relationship and often stay anchored in it. They don't have... 
as many ups and downs and dislikes and sensibilities, so they tend to be pretty steady. And offering that kind of commitment is, is really neat. Also, men genuinely appreciate a woman's femininity. I mean, even the small things that women do that women aren't aware of, you know, loving every curve of their body, keeping sex alive and keeping it moving is quite a gift that men bring in. Um, but you know what I like to see, Maria, is when a guy, <coughs> excuse me, allergies, initiate a shared activity that sparks emotion in the woman. It, it might be something like initiating reading aloud together or dancing or having small dinner parties or pursuing spirituality or even raising a garden. It, it doesn't matter. It's just something that engages her emotionally. She can feel, she has feelings about that. And women have feelings about almost everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and for him, it's a shared activity without conflict. So that dovetails for both to build closeness. And, you know, a word to women, um, women's minds are very, very busy. Mm-hmm. And women feel their feelings more often and more intensely than men do, except for one emotion, and that is men do feel self-pride more often. Mm-hmm. But when a woman is with a man, she can rest, she can rest her mind, and women often need that very much. Mm-hmm. So guys, guys help on that end, you know. Absolutely. And for women, what can we do? Yeah. What- well, some, some women I, I know don't like to hear this part, <laughs> but if, you for, if you'll forgive me, <laughs> if, if a woman signs up with a guy, she's making, at least in his mind, an unspoken agreement to be sexually available and sexually attractive. It, it doesn't mean she can't age. It's really not about that, but it means that she makes continuing attempts to looking well and being available. And a guy is incredibly disappointed and hurt if that sexual piece wanes. And he tends to lose motivation to give her the emotional support she wants. Now, to help women understand this, let let me say that current studies show us that men are four times more likely than women to see sex and emotional closeness as the same thing. Mm. Now, Now, for women, that's not how it is. You know, you're supposed to be emotionally close and then you have sex as a symbol of that emotional closeness. Mm-hmm. But for guys, it's the, the term making love, you know, like you're creating love, it came mm-hmm. from a guy, no doubt. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So also regarding women and how they can be successful with men, I, I really think it's women who need to educate themselves about the differences because the differences hit them the hardest. Mm-hmm. And understanding them, like like reading The Naked Truth about men and romance, can allow a woman to adjust her expectations and structure and broaden her life so she does get all of her needs met. You know, always be your own best friend. Never put somebody else in charge of your own well-being. And sometimes in a romance, that's exactly what we do. We put our well-being in the hands of a guy. Mm-hmm. Now, right. there's, one, there's one more big area. It has to do with talking. And she has to, it would help so much if she masters that. She has to understand that a guy's testosterone makes his brain efficiency-seeking. So when you're talking to him about a problem, he's, he's searching for the bottom line. Now, the bottom line is what you want him to do. Mm-hmm. And a man feels really relieved when he finally picks up 
on the idea that there's something you want him to do. Now, understand, though, that women don't do it that way. They're empathy-driven. So women women begin talking. They say, you know, it was so horrible with and I wish you wouldn't. Gee, don't you understand that? Blah, blah, blah. You know, and and what the woman is thinking is that any second, a light will go off in this guy's eyes, and he'll have empathy, and everything will be fine, because that's what would happen with another woman. Right. But that isn't how it is. She has to maybe get alone in journal or talk to a, a trusted friend or something like that and get to her bottom line and present that first. Now, let, let me give an example. If she says, it would mean so much to me if you would text me every day at 4.30 to let me know what time you'll be home for dinner. Then what happens to the guy when he hears that is he goes, oh, this is a way I could win, W-I-N. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because when a guy knows that he's going to receive appreci- appreciation he, and he's going to, to find a win in the romance, then he is highly motivated because his, his, when he has a win, his, his uh, dopamine goes up, which makes him feel good. And then right after that, his testosterone goes up. Mm-hmm. And he feels like a man and he feels, he feels uh, powerful and successful. Okay. Now this yep. is, it is, you know, it's hard for women to memorize this because she's empathy driven. So she doesn't have the same experience with wins that, mm-hmm. that he does. <laughs> now it, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I was <laughs> just going to say it, it, it really does make sense. It's about yeah. really understanding what your partner needs mm-hmm. and being able to stay true to who yeah. you are in serving that yeah. up, right? And yeah. and and really being having that understanding of how to best support them um, in the relationship, yeah, yeah based yeah. on what they I, truly I, value. Yeah, I, I really think that we're we're um, you know we have to handle and manage our old old brains that mm-hmm. were developed in in roles that were opposite. And now we're in romance, we're thrown together every day, and we have to figure out how to work that. Now, it's very possible to do it, but our divorce rate reflects on the fact that we haven't had this information. No, and we're not good at it. Clearly, we haven't We haven't <laughs> gotten our heads around it, which <laughs> is why I'm so glad that you can make the time to be on this week, because of all times, I think this is the time of year when, when people really decide they're going to focus on their partner mm-hmm. and their romance. So thank you, yeah. Kathy, Absolutely. for being on the show today. And I do want to invite everyone to go to your website, KatherineFosterPhD.com, and that's Catherine, K-A-T-H-R-Y-N, FosterPhD.com. And, of course, all your books are there on Amazon as well, and I do invite everyone to check it out. And, uh, Dr. Kathy, thank you so much. Appreciate Absolutely, Maria. Thank you. And thanks to my producer, George, and join me right here next week for another edition of Purse Strings, 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one.
This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.